Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Hey survivors, welcome back to another episode of Self-Care for Survivors of Trauma. This is Erin Hart and tonight I sat down to do this podcast and I had a lot of trouble with my son going to sleep and so that is on my mind. I'm trying to release that negative energy because I was feeling so positive and grateful before he came and barged in and started swearing and doing things because he doesn't want to go to school tomorrow. Uh, It's the end of our Christmas vacation right now, Sunday night, and he is just having a little bit of a emotional flare-up, and um, it happens. And, you know, he had to do some things today that he didn't like doing, and the way my son looks at the world is that if there's one bad thing that happens in a day, then it just completely kills the rest of the day. That's just his worldview. There's nothing that I can do about it. I have tried a lot to discuss focusing on the positive, recounting things that went well in the day amongst the things that he didn't like, etc. They don't work. And so um, I think I'm at a place of acceptance and I tried to just hear him out tonight and understand his point of view and for 45 minutes I laid with him tried to get him ready for bed I told him I was going to leave at 8 p.m and usually I leave at 7 30 we usually hang out from 7 to 7 30 um, reading or talking before bed and then tonight I said okay I'll hang out with you until 8 and I really tried to understand his feelings about how bad his day was and all that kind of stuff and then when I leave at eight you know he's still temper tantruming so um you know just one of those hard nights and if you're a parent you understand it just happens at bedtime things like this but tonight I just feel like I need to set a boundary because in the past I'd get very entangled in his emotions and I had a hard time separating that mom guilt of like, oh, I should go help him with his feelings, or I should go lay next to him while he calms down, or things like that that I have tried in the past, and I do once in a while. Um, But there comes a point when I was like, I gave him a lot of warning tonight. I gave him a lot of time to share with me what he was feeling. I was a really good listener. So I know I did all the things that I need to do to try to be a supportive parent and if someone's not going to meet me halfway then I think that's my boundary because I have my podcast to do I have other important things to do being a full-time working single parent and I deserve to have my time away from him too and um, he's almost 10 he's not a baby anymore so it's hard it's hard to know what to do 
But so that is what I'm going through tonight. But now that I got to share about it, thanks for listening. Um, I have been really feeling grateful this weekend for my friends. And I have so many wonderful friends now. And the reason why it's a big deal is because, I mean, my whole life I've had friends. It's not like I've been a loner. But for some reason, when I was deep in my codependency, I had a lot of friends that probably, you know, that I'm not saying this is not my fault. Like, certainly I had a part of it. But I had a, I drew a lot of people towards me that really didn't respect me or treat me that well at times. And I think that looking back, I was far from a perfect friend. I mean, I, I don't think I was a bad friend, but I have learned from my recovery from this journey towards self-awareness in the last seven years. I have learned how to be a better friend by watching these wonderful friends that have come into my life and seeing the way they treat me with such kindness, seeing the way they treat other people with such love and kindness. So that's what I wanted to share about tonight is basically two of my best friends and how they've taught me how to love a friend. I have like never seen this before. And it's it's really revolutionary to me because it's like they've given me the pathway to learn how to actually be the friend that I've always wanted to be. So I've talked here before about the fact that I had some codependent relationships with friends in the past. And I had, you know, a best friend for a long time after high school that we just, we would call each other and we would talk shit about our boyfriends and we would shop together. I feel like we do kind of some destructive behaviors together, like major gossip definitely and telling each other all the details of our romantic lives like detail upon detail and you know I reveled in that kind of stuff back then but now I look back and see that me and that friend we had zero boundaries like in so many ways and while that felt good to me a little bit like it felt so nice and comfortable when I had this friend that wanted me wanted to tell me everything and wanted me to hang out with her and wanted my attention and told me I she loved me like a sister and did so many nice things for me like she did do nice things for me but it came from a place of her trying to look like she was a best friend. Like she was doing nice things for other people because she actually wanted people to do those types of nice things for her. And it was like the intention was just kind of off center. And I'm sure that my behavior in that time too was like definitely off center. Like I didn't do such outlandish things and give gifts the way she did but I'm sure that you know like I was insensitive well I know I was insensitive to her a few times when she was going through rough things and um, I wasn't very good about allowing her to be her own self I wanted to control her and so you know there's some things about my behavior too that I look back on but it's so different now that I have friends that I feel like we have a really healthy dynamic and it really 
it took a long time for us to get there. And I know it's a lot because of me and my kind of learning how close to be with people, how much to tell other people, how far, giving the relationship space to breathe, all that kind of stuff. I feel like it's been worked out for me a little bit, at least at this point of time with these two friends. I feel like it's just at this really wonderful spot and I've been able to find this love and friendship that I have never ever seen before. So about six years ago, maybe a little less than that, I met a couple of friends and it was a very slow progression of us being friends. Like we met and our kids were about the same age. So we met through our children, basically. One was one of my son's preschool friends, mom. So I had invited everyone to his, I think it was his fourth birthday party. I invited his whole preschool class because we were new in the area. And so, and every single person showed up. It was so fun. It was like the best birthday. And I met all these moms and Um, one of them, you know, happened to be this friend Carrie of mine. And after that, you know, she's kind of quiet and I can be pretty quiet when you first meet me. It takes me a while to warm up. So it took us a while to be friends, you know, and it's like we, I kind of would call her once in a while. She said, hey, call me anytime, you know, and we would see each other here and there at different things. And, um, she was just always so friendly and kind. And whenever I did call her, she would answer the phone and be like, hi, Erin, how are you? You know, and like the first time I called her, I didn't even know she had like saved my phone number. I knew who I was, but she was like, hi, Erin. And it was just, it made me feel so good. Like someone noticed me because back then, like I really didn't have a lot of people ever that really like noticed me and saw who I was. I was just really surrounded with a lot of kind of toxic-ish people. Like my family, you know, I love them, but they kind of treated me always like I was lesser or not as good as them or just didn't pay that much attention to me. And maybe, you know, I didn't demand attention because of my codependency because I was always trying to make everybody happy and not like get angry. So I, you know, I didn't show myself a lot. So maybe that, you know, I had part of that too. But I also was just surrounded by a lot of people that didn't support me. And so during my first few years of when I've gone through recovery and stopping drinking, a lot of feelings came up and learning with therapy and all the books I've read on narcissistic abuse, on emotional neglect and getting to the bottom of that. Through all of that, I have let go of a lot of friends. When I've learned more about boundaries and things like that, there's been a lot of friends that I've stepped back from. In the beginning, when I didn't know how to set boundaries in a loving, detached way, lovingly detached way, you know, I was a little bit too intrusive about it, and I did it a little bit rough, um, at least once, I know, from one of my friends. And, you know, she and I aren't friends anymore. When we do see each other, though, like, we are are gentle and, and kind, and she actually did text me for my birthday recently which was really kind of her. But, um, you know, I think of sometimes like, oh, should I call her and try to be friends again? But I think I learned that there's just certain people that I like them and I value them, but 
they don't need to be in my friend circle. If they have not shown respect for my dreams and desires, then I don't want them in my inner circle. And there's strangely or sadly a lot of people that don't fit that. And maybe that's just kind of normal. Like maybe having a small group of friends that I trust is really the best thing to do because the people that I really need in my life are people that can support my big dreams and and fantasies about what I want to what I want for my business goals and what I want for my future. If I have someone who tries to doesn't have that big vision, it's really hard for me to be friends with them. Like I don't want people around me that are naysayers um, because I have enough of those with my family, you know, out of fear, they just don't support my dreams. And so I've learned that I can only share my dreams and visions of my future with people that um, will support me that and that and that it's, it's a small number of people. And I think that's probably true for all of us. Like, of course, we're not going to have everybody's not going to understand what we want for our lives and have enough time and care to learn about that. So it makes sense that it's just a few people. So in these last six years, you know, those friends that I we have talked on the phone, I really recommend having some friends that you talk on the phone with. I know that that's like less and less common as we get more texty and online. I mean, calling someone seems strange now, but that's something that I do a lot and it makes a huge difference in my life. And it feels good to hear from a friend. Like if they just say, hey, I was just wondering how you're doing, you know, it's just really sweet. And um, I have a couple friends that'll leave me a message like that. But this past week, I was celebrating a birthday. And my one friend, Carrie, who I don't get to see all the time, but we're still good friends. And I always call her if there's something really, really serious going on in my life, because she has heard every single one of my stories and she understands me so well. And we have a lot in common in some ways that I think we don't have in common with other people. So I I got to see her this week. She was like, I want to take you out for your birthday. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was really sweet of her to bring that up out of the blue. I didn't expect her to do that. Um, And so Friday morning, she took me out to breakfast. And there was this moment in breakfast where she just like sat there and looked at me And she was just like, Erin, I love you so much. I'm so glad that we're here together. And she's like, I'm going to cry just thinking about it because I just care about you so much. And, you know, I'm crying thinking about this now because, like, she truly meant it. Like, she had no other agenda. She literally was just speaking her mind. And she's not someone I would say that cries that often. Like, I, I really don't think I've seen her do that other than maybe the few times that we've been alone together and I've started crying maybe about something. I don't even know, but like it really, really touched me that she would care about me so much and like be willing to tell me that at that moment. Like what vulnerability and oh, it's just that was like the nicest thing anybody's ever done for me. And, you know, she's like that. And I just, it was kind of cool too, because 
with her, it's like she knows me so well. I've told her so many things about me that I believe it. Like I truly believe she loves me. And I think that's a piece that sometimes maybe we don't have with friends if we feel bad about ourselves as I used to when I had low self-esteem and I didn't really think highly of myself. Like it's hard to receive that message from others that they care about us when we don't care about ourselves. And so for me to sit across from her and be able to look her in the eye and receive that message that she loves me so much, like it really, really made me feel so special. And um, gosh, I'm just, I'm so grateful for her. (laughs) It's really a blessing to have her in my life. And then, you know, the gratitude doesn't stop because on Saturday, I was going to go out with some other friends for my birthday and a couple of them had stuff that would happen. One of them got sick and the other one had some kids sports things that changed times and couldn't come. And then um, I was left with my friend Lacia, who is probably my other best friend. And so she and I just got to go out together. I was thinking we were going to go get acai bowls because I wanted to make it easy with my other friends. And one of them had never tried an acai bowl. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we've got to try that. So we were going to do that. And then since that friend wasn't going to be there anymore, I was like, maybe let's go somewhere else. And then Lacey was like, Erin, I'm going to take you wherever you want to go. Where, what sounds good to you? And I mean, that is so sweet already, like, right? And I mean, this woman, Lacia, she is such a good mom. Like, I, I don't say that about a lot of people. Like, there's not that many moms I look up to, which I'm sure there's many mil- great moms. It's just you don't see it all the time, right? Like, I know this lady is just, she is such a great mom. And she really is emotionally present with her kids in a way that, I just haven't seen before. And I just really look up to her for that. And so, you know, I was really excited to be able to eat lunch with her. Like she's busy. I'm busy. It doesn't happen all the time. Like it's taken us five years to really be good friends. Like we've allowed it to kind of ebb and flow and see each other. And I didn't know if we'd ever really be great friends. But then all of a sudden recently this past year, you know, I guess our higher powers brought us together again. And she's just been there for me. And I hope I can start being there for her, you know, or maybe I have been, I don't know. Um, But that's so she has really taught me how to be a loving friend. Like she's just so open and willing to share her love with the world. She's really great at giving good compliments that are real and genuine. And um, so she took me out to lunch at like a ramen place and I hadn't been there before. It was delicious. And, um, you know, she's just such a special person. And um, she's real and she talks about life in the ways that are true and truthful and loving about just the universe, but also noticing that life is hard. You know, it's like such great conversations because I just feel like with both these women, like life is challenging, you know, and they're not sugarcoating it. They're not being fake. They're like willing to tell the truth. And um, so those are my stories with my two great friends right now. And I just felt so loved this weekend. 
And um, I've really allowed those relationships to breathe. I've really allowed those two friendships to ebb and flow. Um, We can't make these things happen. You know, they just, you kind of keep walking the path. I have done nice things for both of them in different ways. I always celebrate Carrie's birthday and always give her presents um, because I love her, you know, but I always remember it. And I don't know if I always did that in the past with friends. Like I did if they, you know, had an event or something, like I'd certainly show up and bring a gift. But like, I think I've gone out of my way to remember these friends' birthdays and to really try to show up because they show up for me. They go out of their way to send me a card or to give me a little present for Christmas when we never said we were going to exchange presents or anything. Like they do something a little extra. Like one time Carrie just like brought some cookies to my doorstep um, just because she, you know, cares. And She makes really, really good cookies. Everybody loves her cookies. So it really meant a lot. And just thinking of like giving in that way, like they have really shown me how to be a loving friend and I'm so grateful for it. So I hope you enjoyed hearing about that. I'd love to hear your stories about loving friends because I guess I didn't know that these things really happened in the world. I think this is the first time I've really, truly been loved in this way and um, I hope you're loved in this way. You deserve it. Take care, Survivor. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.